Welcome to Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where we look back on the television series and the movies of our youth and ask the question, really? I'm Jason Mitchell. I'm here with my host, Darth Jader. And tonight, we are going to be talking about one of the most beloved movies of, uh, actually, my youth, uh, my co-host's youth. It's really one of the most beloved movies of the past many decades, Shrek. And, uh, Darth, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about? Absolutely. Hello, listeners. As many of you are already familiar with Shrek, it won't take much of a summary to really bring it back uh, from the backs of your minds, but... Basically, Shrek is an ogre who lives in a swamp in the forest, and the story starts with him reading an idyllic, you know, a tale about a princess being kept in the dragon's keep, and he's reading it out of this beautiful book, and uh, so he sets up the story with that because the story that's happening to the princess in the book is actually happening to Princess Fiona, whom we meet later, but... The essential story behind it is Shrek is the ogre who lives by himself and wants to remain by himself. He's a fierce loner until one day his life is basically upheaved by uh, a multitude of fairy tale creatures who, I guess, is, it's a point of segregation because Lord <laughs> Farquaad is actually... <laughs> okay, we're uh, going right there. <laughs> he's actually... Well, he's he's specifically... You know, locating fairy tale creatures and having people turn them in, and then he's turning them into outcasts, basically, and banning them from re- uh, regular mainstream society. So Shrek's life gets upheaved by that, and then he goes on a mission to get Lord Farquaad to give him his swamp back, and he winds up going on a whirlwind adventure, as Donkey would say, who becomes his companion along the way. So that is Shrek, in case we didn't remember it. But Such a good cast, too, by the way. I mean, you've got the... You know, Mike Myers, who, if it hadn't been for the love guru, would to this day be remembered very fondly. It's very I, possible. Yeah. I mean, that it's amazing what that did to his career. Uh, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, who, if it hadn't been for that uh, one prostitute, uh, would have been remembered incredibly fondly. Wait, prostitute? I thought it was the fact that he knocked up one Transvest- of the Spice Girls. No, it was a trend transvestite prostitute and now my childhood is ruined no no one say anything to her about this what what happened <laughs> yeah that was that, that's the real reason why uh eddie murphy's not doing much nowadays excuse me listeners while i go weep in a corner <laughs> but but the rest of the cast you know they did find him in cameron diaz um no she's retired from acting she's yeah she's just she got married and yeah, no, smart. Yeah, settled down and yeah. chilled out. I guess Cameron Diaz basically proved she was smarter than everybody else because she <laughs> just she made her money by God and she doesn't need to yeah. keep dressing up in weird outfits for Charlie's Angels to mm. make more sequels of those. I don't know, Jason. I'm not going with you. <laughs> and then of course we have John Lithgow, the great John Lithgow <laughs> as Lord Farquaad, um, and just. Even if you don't know the names of the people who are voicing the fairy tale creatures, everybody in this movie is so talented at what they do. It's absolutely ridiculous, even down to the little gingerbread man who we meet later in the movie. But yeah. basically, we've passed the intro where Shrek was reading uh, that idyllic fairy tale that we talked about, and then he wipes himself clean as he's actually in an outhouse. <laughs> And he basically wipes fairy tales on his ass. So they they start out at poking fun of all of our childhood tales. And 
then you flash back to or flash to the forest where Lord Farquaad's men are collecting fairy tale creatures. And what's really messed up is who's turning in the fairy tale creatures. You see uh, Geppetto going to pawn, <laughs> going to pawn Pinocchio. And I was actually very emotionally scarred when <laughs> I noticed that Peter Pan is selling Tinkerbell. So it's just, they're poking fun at all of our childhood stories what, in what, painful what, ways. What the hell other good is she for? I mean... Tinkerbell is the reason why most people can fly. Like, Peter Pan can fly on his own, but otherwise you need Tinkerbell's pixie dust in order yeah, to fly. Yeah, I, I need dust to uh, fly, too. <laughs> I, I imagine that's a very specifically different kind of dust, but what are you going to do? Do you know, and this is this is sort of a breaking news sort of thing. I um I was wondering because this in this era, um one of my one of my all time favorite comedians is Phil Hartman. Okay. And I was curious to see was Phil Hartman um was Shrek before or after he was he passed away. And I did not know this and I am handing a bulletin over to my co host right now. So wait, he was supposed to be the voice of Shrek or Chris Farley. Oh, it does say that Chris was Farley the original voice of Shrek. Voice Shrek in newly unearthed story reel, but role was recast due to his untimely death. And that is, I learned something I today. Didn't, I never knew that. I would here. I was looking up Phil Hartman, and, and I thought it was a brand new concept when they came out with it. I didn't know that this had been such a. It's been sitting on a back burner for so huh. long. If it was in, originally supposed to be Chris Farley, that's insane. Chris Farley, the, the, the latter-day John Candy. Yep. You know? And, of course, we probably would have gotten a really great joke you know, with Shrek living in a van down by the river. Oh, Chris Facebook Farley. reference. I, I actually <laughs> wrote that in my notes. Uh, Shrek is being, uh, he's being approached by Lord Farquaad's men who come up and they're like, by, by the command of Lord Farquaad. And the soldier sort of unscrolling this piece of paper and Farquaad's initial is on the back of it, and it's definitely the Facebook logo. Conspiracy theory. Well, this is all due to the fact that Donkey escaped from his owner, who was trying to sell him to Lord Farquaad's men. And he, he escapes and runs into Shrek and sits there trying to convince Shrek, like, hey, I'll stick with you. We'll be best friends. And he's just trying to convince him. That God, he... Eddie Murphy was so great. Oh, he was fantastic. He was... Because Eddie Murphy's not usually the relentlessly annoying character, like not the sidekick kind Mulan. of way. Well, not normally, but no. uh, which one came first? Was it Shrek or Mulan? I think Mulan came I think, first. I think Mulan was first. But that's where he first started doing roles like that, where he was just kind of the sidekick instead of the star of the movie, which was kind of crazy. It's, but Yeah, he, it's amazing to think that that donkey is being played by Axel Foley. Oh, goodness. And no <laughs> bananas are being shoved up no. anyone's tailpipes. That's what's really no. crazy. And Judge or, Reinhold doesn't Judge Reinhold doesn't make any appearances. But. Oh, you were talking about Beverly Hills Cop. I thought you were talking about the. Anyway, <laughs> can we? <clears throat> oh goodness! But skipping right past that, um, there are actually some, you know, nice adult jokes and plenty of good adult humor in this movie. It's just very cleverly disguised, and some of it's subtle, some of it's not. Like, um, when they are in the line and all the fairy tale creatures are being enslaved by Lord Farquaad's men, they, they have the mama bear and baby bear from the three bears. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> when they have the, I mean, what, what is it with Farquaad? I, I don't know. Uh, he basically says later on in the movie that the fairy tale trash is poisoning his perfect world. So he's, 
he's got a so he's the hitler of of essentially yeah. yes and he's he's wiping out all the europeans at this moment he's he's a a fairy tale eugenicist yep he's it's it's a tragic tale the con nunian sing right oh that. That, that was that was good. I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, but uh, they do have some funny kind of dad jokes along with some inappropriate humor mixed into the whole thing because when they are selling all of the fairy tale creatures, they have the mama bear and baby bear and daddy bear and the mama bear and daddy bear in a regular size cage. But then you see the little baby bear going, "This cage is so small," and it's like everything in your life is small. I thought that was the whole point, like. Your bed is too small. Your chair is too small. Everything about you. And then you have uh, Pinocchio trying to convince Farquaad's men that he's not a talking puppet. Kind of the same dilemma that Donkey's going through because Geppetto goes, I have a talking puppet. And he's like, oh, I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy. And then his nose grows about three feet. So I don't know if you can take that as a dirty joke or not, but it's. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, if you had a real doll who i don't know (laughs) with the growth expansion option yeah you'd have to pay a lot extra for that yep (laughs) but yeah donkey does fly and (laughs) that's well that's why they the miss incredible of real dolls that's why they say five shillings for the possessed toy because apparently he's got a pretty high worth but but yeah so you you basically wind up with donkey escaping we we all know pinocchio ended up dead inside of a whale so or was that just a biblical metaphor for being swallowed by your Oh, that problems? was Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> I was about to say. I wait, think is that was... Pinocchio the... Wait, which one was in the Bible? Both of them. Okay. Um, at least in the most recent version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have Donkey uh, following Shrek and annoying the bejesus out of him all the way back to the swamp where Donkey immediately is just enamored with Shrek and wants to be best friends. And Shrek is like, no, Donkey, leave me alone. And he just doesn't want anything to do with the poor little guy. To the point where Donkey even offers to make waffles, but Shrek isn't having it. Well, to be fair, if Eddie Murphy showed up at your house and just wanted to move in. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, yeah, move in forever. This will be the most fun (laughs) buddy (laughs) situation. As long as he does the Hercules thing at the dinner table. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta gotta get the actual Foley in there. But uh, yeah, as long as he did the oh Hercules, Hercules, I'd be fine with him saying. I love that movie. (laughs) That's one of the great. Nutty professor. (laughs) But yeah, so Shrek kicks Donkey out of his house, and Donkey's just kind of moping out there. And then that's when you see Shrek's life get turned upside down when all of the fairy tale creatures show up to disrupt his very nice, quiet evening dinner. Shrek has a very clean house. It's it's surprisingly organized, yeah. but then of course he does pull earwax out of his ear to create a candle. So that's I, just I, impractical. That's, I don't know that's, about that's, that. That's, that's good old frontiersmanship. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, you see, and Grant Imahara would throw up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that would happen. But yeah, Shrek is eating dinner, and then all of a sudden, uh, all of the stuff gets knocked off of his table, and fairy tale creatures start showing up and clamoring everywhere. He's got the three blind mice who keep, like, smacking into each other and hitting each other with their little canes. <laughs> Could you do that joke nowadays? I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'd... Would they would blind they let, mice would, bumping into yeah, each other? Yeah, would they let you make fun of blind mice? I'm not sure. But they do say that Shrek's... One of them winds up on his shoulder, and he's like, Oh, I found some cheese! And he bites Shrek's ear. 
But yeah, so he's trying to get rid of the mice, but then he just keeps getting inundated by all these fairy tale creatures. Snow White gets shoved on his table and he's like, oh no, dead broad off the table. And that's where it starts getting a little real. Yeah, that's a weird story. Just. God, that's weird. Kiss a sleeping girl. That's that's the way to find. I mean, your I, life. I I understand if you if you see a really hot corpse, <laughs> kiss oh, no. her, and because you know, yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe. Is in that my, how you found your wife, Jason? No, no. In my experience, that that just gets you thrown out of funerals. Yeah, it's not a very popular thing like to do. Three times. Oh man. Three strikes and you're out, I guess. Yeah. It took that many times for you to learn that lesson. That's that's upsetting for a lot of reasons. Oh, I haven't learned the lesson. <laughs> oh, no. I just haven't well, been to another funeral. You won't be invited to any that, I, <laughs> that I'll be attending. That's for sure. Well, you're going to blacklist me from the funerals? Absolutely. I have the power. <clears throat> Aw. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, Shrek... At my funeral, I'm actually going to have a sign. I'm going to charge a dollar, I guess. Just to see if anybody pays. Oh, goodness. Uh, you're going to have one of the most happening funerals. Of- oh, dude. No, my funeral is going to be awesome. I, I have already said I want my funeral to be when people look in the coffin. Mm-hmm. I want them to, regardless of how sad it is, regardless of the emotions, they're going to have to laugh a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. And I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to be in a clown outfit. <laughs> I don't want anybody crying at my funeral. I want people laughing and just basically hanging out and having a good time. Well, I promise to be there with um, cue cards that tell the audience when to laugh and when yes. to applaud. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so awesome. <laughs> and then I'll, have, I'll just sneak in another card that says he didn't really like any of you fools anyway. Like It's just participate. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the great Jack Lemon. Uh, who who Jack Lemmon was in something like 250 movies. Yeah, he had a pretty high yeah. record. His tombstone. This is absolutely serious. Do you know what his tombstone says? Do tell. It says, Jack Lemmon in... The grave? That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> How awesome is that? It just says Jack Lemmon in? In. Oh, man. That's... And then it has his grave underneath it. That's literally what his tombstone says. That's genius. Leslie Nielsen says, Leslie Nielsen, birth date, death date, letter rip. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen died? Like a long... You're destroying my life. Dude, yeah. You didn't know Leslie Nielsen died? No, I, d- I didn't know that. It was just buried somewhere in the back oh, yeah, of my no, brain. Oh, yeah. No, he passed away a while ago. Oh, that stinks. The great... The naked gun. The great Leslie Nielsen. Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was actually thinking about that last night, about uh, wanting to go back and watching Police Squad. Okay. Well, right now we're watching Shrek. So what's happening is uh, (laughs) Shrek Shrek is now on a mission to uh, reclaim his swamp from all the fairy tale creatures. Oh, there's a gingerbread guy. The gingerbread man man is great. It's so horrifying. But, well, this this movie in particular is laced with a lot of dad humor. It does have some saucy moments. But uh, one of the things that happens is the pigs, the three little pigs are explaining to Shrek that Lord Farquaad, he huffed and he puffed and he... Signed an eviction notice, and so they're all stuck in his swamp. And now we do see that Lord Farquaad is, in fact, torturing a lot of the fairy tale creatures, including the gingerbread man. And he tear- he has his guard tear off the legs of the gingerbread man, and then he tortures him with his own nursery rhyme. While he's on a cookie sheet. Yes. That's what's so great about it. And he says, run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. <laughs> 
And even the gingerbread man's like, you're a monster. It's just, it's so messed up. But he's using their own little fairy tales against them. It is actually pretty, pretty horrifying. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. And it's hilarious because he's also uh, like tank dunking the gingerbread man in a glass of milk. He's just dunking him in there and torturing him until he's like, okay, I'll give you the information so that, that you want. <laughs> is that milk boarding? Yeah, I guess it's milk boarding, milk boarding instead yeah. of water Yeah. But I mean, water boarding is, isn't that when they drip the water on you over yeah, like yeah, a cloth? Yeah. He's, he's just straight up dunking him <laughs> head first uh, into a glass of God, milk. God, the memories. And the bullying that happens, they, uh, they bring in the enchanted mirror from Snow White. <laughs> that was a hell of a weekend. <laughs> oh, milk boarding. But, yeah, then they bring in the enchanted mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It skips around quite a bit. Milk boarding. Milk boarding. It's like the gay version of waterboarding. (laughs) Hashtag milk boarding. There's a video out there, I guarantee it. But, yeah. I mean, Lord Farquaad himself is actually very short. Is that Wallace Shawn? The mirror? No, that's not Wallace Shawn. It should be. I think that'd be great if it was Wallace Shawn. Uh, he could. It know, looks like some... Wallace Shawn. The mirror character. Yeah, yeah, the face. Yeah, Look like it's, Wallace Shawn. I thought it was supposed to be like one of the theatrical masks, like the the yeah. drama masks. I know Wallace Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think you need to watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel because he doesn't look like that these days. No, he no. He looks like a. Hey, he was on BoJack though. In uh, fact, he played BoJack. He was on BoJack Horseman. That's yeah. crazy. No. Yeah, then they, uh, one of the things they're doing right now is that Lord Farquaad actually uses the enchanted mirror and says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who has the fairest kingdom of them all? And the mirror is like, well, technically you're not a king. And Lord Farquaad goes, Polonius, and has his thug bash in a little hand mirror. And the mirror's like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not a king yet, but you can become one. And then it turns into a game show where he's actually summing up all of the different princesses that are available to marry Lord Farquaad. And he says, uh, he so he bullies him by punching the mirror, and then he actually just, the mirror describes Cinderella as a mentally abused shut-in from far, far away. Yeah, yeah. And Snow yeah. White is, although she lives with seven other men, she's not easy. Kiss her dead frozen lips and find out what a live wire she is. And those are all princesses God, that were... weekend. <laughs> You've got to stop going back to the necrophilia. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't actually dead. Well, you were the one talking about going to funerals and kissing people. Well, those were. That's different. That's a bit bit of a different circumstance. Yeah, he's only a lord. Lord's like in the whole nobility thing. That's like... He's not a big deal. Yeah. But there's no king, apparently, so... I think my uncle was a lord. (laughs) He's got one of those orders of the British Empire. Something something like that, yeah. That's fantastic. I think he got it on uh, eBay. (laughs) <laughs> he purchased an order of the British Empire on eBay. I think so. And I've got to get me one of those. Yeah. Uh, well, from my understanding, in uh, Scotland, actually, if you own land in Scotland, you're technically a lord or a lady. You're a laird. If you if you own land. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. And you can go online. Uh, at least, I know about five years ago, I looked into it. <clears throat> you can buy... Um, like a square foot. Yeah, it's kind of like by purchasing yeah. land on the moon, but you can purchase a very s- small. Yeah, except this land. is actually real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it by the Sea of Tranquility? That's very important yeah. to me. But uh, we actually just missed the joke that was the inspiration for this podcast. Uh, the 
idea came from the joke where Shrek has finally arrived at Duloc, Lord Farquaad's castle, and he rolls up with Donkey and sees how very large the castle is, especially in comparison to how Lord Farquaad is so, he's so short. But uh, Shrek takes a look at the giant castle and goes, oh, do you think maybe he's compensating for something? And Donkey just gives him this blank look. And part of the inspiration for this is obviously when I was 14, when this movie first came out, I guess I was just a particularly naive ninth grader. But uh, I didn't understand that joke when it came out. I had gone to see this movie with my mom, and that joke went right over my head. See, at 14, I knew he was talking about his penis. <laughs> I didn't. I uh, I tuned in again when I was in my early 20s, and I was just like, <gasps> I was just horror struck that they could have put a dirty joke like that in a kid's movie. And then I found out that they did it with all of them. And now here we are, listeners. So now you get to listen to us on a weekly basis. Isn't that exciting? I have to do this every week? Oh. Huh. Jesus. I know. I didn't tell him what the schedule is going to be, but he's roped uh, in now. It's okay, too late. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> it's not like I have anything else going on. Fair enough. <laughs> but <laughs> they do roll You're up. interrupting my schedule of doing nothing. Oh, adulting <laughs> in the evening? Is that what it is? Yep. <laughs> but you do get kind of a Disneyland vibe when Shrek and Donkey roll up into Duloc because it has that roped off entrance and there's a guard with... Is that a hip hop name? Duloc? Duloc? No. Yeah, okay. Not that I'm aware of. There's a There was a Tupac back in the day, but... I know Tupac. <laughs> he was friends with Biggies and others. Yeah, friends is sort of a loose term there, I want to say. They didn't care for each other. They had many disagreements. Yes, they were... Philosophical disagreements. Their theses had differing yeah. uh, theories, yeah. uh, from what I understand. And the professor valued one over the other so it, it caused some <laughs> <The> friction <laughs> well where else are you turning a thesis <laughs> to a professor good news everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shrek and donkey roll up to duloc and it's a very disneyland type of place there's even a but guy with hitler in it yeah but with, <laughs> yeah, but with well napoleon really because yeah, he's so true. tiny he's got his napoleon syndrome which is a nice little joke that most kids wouldn't connect either but um, but Napoleon actually supposedly had a very uh, average sized penis. I, I was not aware of that, yeah. but thank God for a little little historical facts. And now you know, and you learned something today. Do 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 do. <laughs> but yeah, so Shrek honestly ends up getting pitted against all of Lord Farquaad's soldiers because Lord Farquaad is on a mission now to go rescue Princess Fiona, who the Mirror announced as. Look liking at, pina coladas and getting lost in the rain or getting caught in the rain look at the cg though it's amazing you look back on the cg and i i think this was probably I, i'm curious i need to look this up and see where this came out in relation to toy story oh this was definitely a ways after toy story oh yeah no 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 i know it was yeah but it's just it's it's very interesting looking at what was you know, part this Shrek was really one of the last movies that could bill itself as being interesting and unique based just on the fact that it was a computer generated movie. Yeah, it could have been a complete crap movie and we still would have loved it just because of the animation alone, because uh, Toy Story came out in 1995 and Shrek came out in 2001. Wait, Toy Story came out in 1995? Yes. Are you are you shitting me? Unless Google's lying oh to me. Oh my god. Toy Ni Story release 1995? Date. November 22nd, 1995. November 22nd, the day Kennedy was assassinated. 
a coincidence? I think so. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, it came out in 1995. So Shrek definitely had some time to hone its practices as far as animation. But honestly, like I, I don't really see a quality difference. No, they, it's it, it's really not. What What's impressive about this is the fact that making a movie like this, <clears throat> excuse me, back then meant either you had to record all the audio first yes and then blend the animation around the audio or you had to do it the other way around i'm I'm, I'm just well how they do it now i know um because kevin mckid the actor who was part of brave he was lord mcguffin in uh the reason why they hired him is because he's a he's an actual scottish actor yeah and they wanted him to be able to do this sort of old-timey gaelic to where nobody could understand whoa, what he was saying. Whoa, whoa, Homosexual. <laughs> what, he he was a super Gaelic, but... Um, <laughs> so Gaelic. So Gaelic. <laughs> Disgust. But, yeah, they actually hired him because they wanted him to be, like, come out with kind of a garbled Gaelic for him to speak. And he said, well, I can actually speak the Gaelic that my granddad used to speak. He actually, like, speak Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, my granddad yeah. used to speak this old-timey Gaelic, and I can just imitate that. And they were like, that's great. But he said that it's it's kind of like being a secret agent voicing uh, these characters in these animated movies because they call you and they're like, Kevin, we need you to show up to the studio today. You have to work. And you just come in intermittently. Uh-huh. There's not really a, a hard set schedule because they might rewrite something or and then have to completely reanimate it. Yeah. So um, it's just the actors, I think, are kind of on the back burner when it comes to these kinds of projects. Which is interesting because you have to wonder when you watch, like, whenever they made Shrek. Mm-hmm. The idea of, you know, animating a scene like this in order to render one second of video, you know, you've got to have 29 or 30 frames. Oh, yeah. Rendered. As uh, (laughs) poor Ben discovered on Parks and Recreation when he tried to do his stop animation or claymation video. Yeah. (laughs) And he'd only done like half a second of it. Which is honestly astounding. When you go back and you think of people like the Ardman Studios mm-hmm. who actually made movies doing mm-hmm. that. Yep. When you think back to like the Wallace and Gromits and oh, the all best. those. They're and they were, fantastic. They're, right? they're, they're, yeah, no one has ever beaten them. I'm amazed ever. there are so many of them because yeah. it's just there's so much effort that goes into these kinds of films. But it's interesting because if you look at the quality of this, now this is a cinema quality production. This was shown in movie theaters. You you look at something like um, Archer or Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I get it. They're not doing the same level of quality. No, absolutely not. But they're doing it every week. Yeah, see, that's the difference is that they're cranking out a new episode for yeah. a specific amount of months every single yeah. week. Give them twice as much time and imagine what they could come up with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely stag- I mean, I remember whenever I was in college when the Final Fantasy movie came out. And the thing about the Final Fantasy movie, which nobody saw, um, was that it took, it was ridiculous, man. It, it, I don't remember how many years it took to render the movie. So the artist actually went in, designed everything, mm-hmm. set the animations, you recorded the voice actors, and then you've got years waiting for the computers to process everything. Wow. And then you have something like this where it's becoming more reasonable 
it's only going to be a little bit down the road before my kid will be able to produce a movie right. of the quality of Shrek <laughs> on his on iPhone. his phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that just yeah, the quality is inescapable for this movie, and it, it no, it does hold up. It absolutely, absolutely yeah, the quality holds up on a scale of Alf to Seinfeld. It, it definitely holds up to Seinfeld levels, I think. But another dad joke that we're about. I to I think run that's into. a Mike. My- I think a lot of that is Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, yeah. Even though it's voice act, because the thing about voice actors is that you're not always guaranteed a table read, and you're not always guaranteed that you're ever going to get to interact with the other actor. Yeah. So it's not even really chemistry. They it's had just, to have been though. They were. I mean, you got to wonder sometimes you have if to they think did or they, they didn't. Have to have been because they're so good together, and like even the timing, even for the editing that had to have happened, yeah. and all that. But yeah. I mean, it, uh, we, we run up on a really good dad joke right at this moment when they're at another castle where they've gone to find Princess Fiona, where she's being held in the dragon's keep, surrounded by lava, and they set eyes upon it, and Donkey's just so intimidated, and Shrek goes, yeah, well, it's big enough, but look at the location, and it's just such campy dad material in some parts is, of this movie. It is, it's dad jokes. Which, you know, as a kid, I wouldn't have appreciated. It's that It's something that I knew that my dad would say. Yeah. But I didn't realize why it was funny. It was just like, okay, yeah, that was such a I'm, I'm joke. just glad that we're living in the first era in the history of humanity. You know, humans have been basically civilized for about 7,000 years. <clears throat> this is the first generation to recognize the dad joke. And you think the dad joke has been around for 7,000 years? Oh, I guarantee it has been. <laughs> I guarantee you. Six thousand years ago, there was somebody in in Egypt. Imhotep was 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 making horrible you, puns. You know his... that guy from that <laughs> yeah. that mummy movie with Brendan yeah. Fraser. That guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awful dad jokes. They just edited those out of the mummy because they made it less of an action sequence movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you if you go and you look at enough hieroglyphics, eventually <laughs> you're going to see a dad joke in there somewhere. And then you get that awesome reference to Babe because Shrek tricks Donkey into crossing the rickety bridge over the lava. And he goes, that'll do, Donkey. That'll do. That'll <laughs> and do just pig. keeps on going. See, I, I hear that. I just think Family Guy. Why? When he told that to Meg. Oh. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. <laughs> He's so mean to her. They're all mean to her. Yeah. But then uh, Shrek sends Donkey looking for stairs so they can find uh, the princess because she'll be in the tallest tower of the castle and shrek uh, or donkeys running around and he just gets these menial tasks and he feels so important he's like oh yeah i, I won't be climbing up those stairs those stairs won't, won't they won't know which way they're going <laughs> it's like does that make them schrodinger stairs if they're both up and down no <laughs> no that's not how schrodinger works at all oh Okay, I thought I was being really deep there for a second. What did I say when I saw on the internet? I asked a librarian. If she had a book on Schrodinger's cat, and she said, maybe. No, wait, she <laughs> said, I'm looking, you know, it was a dog who asked the librarian, I'm looking for a book by Pavlov on Schrodinger's cat. And she said, it rings a bell, but I'm not sure if it's here or not. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> I didn't know the ring the bell part, but I knew it, it either was there or wasn't. So she said, maybe, but, um, yeah. And then we have donkey making a stair master reference, still looking for the stairs. I'm the stair master. You, you know what I don't get about Shrek? Do tell. And I understand that the love guru and sex with transvestite prostitutes have a role in this, but there's not a franchise. 
for Shrek? I mean, there's not like, you know, like it, it didn't end up being 15 Shrek movies and a Shrek TV series and a... There are multiple Shrek <laughs> movies. Yeah, I, I, I know, but it's not, it's just not as... It's not an institution? Yeah, you know, okay. like you don't go Universal, you know, and... They have a Shrek experience at uh, Universal Studios. They do? Yeah, Shrek is a thing still. Oh. Last time I went to Universal, it was still, you know, Twister. Did Jaws still Not exist Twister. there? Wait. Yeah, Twister was there. That You what, you climbed on that rickety yeah, porch yep, and they yep, just yep. Sort of, there was that, a cow yeah. spinning through the air. No, and... they got rid of Jaws. No, I know Jaws the is gone. Bastards. But, uh, I don't think Twister's there anymore either. Well, what's the point? What has Universal had in the past 15 years? Well, what I don't understand is, like, I, under, I get <clears throat> the it. The Mummy? I, I, that one's gone, too. It was replaced by Spider-Man. Are you... Um, but Jaws, there was no reason to get rid of Jaws because a shark attacking your boat is a concept that everyone understands no matter yeah. how old they are. That's why it worked you when they made a movie about it. Yeah, it's because, yeah, it's a primal fear. You need no reference point of the movie. You just need yeah. to know, oh, that huge animatronic shark is approaching. <laughs> yeah, when the shark is eating you, you're not going to stop and go, what movie is this from? This wasn't true to the script. Excuse I, I'm me. sorry. I don't you know. The shark is eating my legs off right now, but I don't really feel his motivation. Yeah. I'm not in the moment. I'm, t- yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally out of it. And then we see, uh, oh yeah. So Shrek and donkey get separated. Donkey finds the dragon first. And, uh, he basically starts schmoozing her and flirting with her. <laughs> he doesn't realize that it's a girl dragon at first. He's like, oh, what, what big sparkling teeth you have. And just, Oh, and you're oh, oh, a girl dragon. Let's be fair. It's basically a dog. Yeah, it's a very large, scaly it's, dog. It's, it's a very big dog. And she falls in love with uh, Donkey instantly and, you know, takes him off to her lair. Boy, DreamWorks really has a strong furry following. Are dragons furry? I think they would still be... They I still mean, fit the bill, I technically. Mean, if you dress up as a dragon and have sex with a panda, yeah, I think that's a furry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was not aware. Yeah. I know that dinosaurs are part of the furry world, so Q-E-D. I guess that... Oh, really? Are dinosaurs? I've heard that. I didn't that. know that. I've heard well, it. You know, one of the most successful Kindle books... Oh, no. They eventually, they had to take it off of Kindle. They had to ban it. Oh, goodness. It was a woman who wrote... <laughs> she wrote dinosaur pornography. And she made... God no, like millions of dollars. Well, good for her. That's what I said. I wish I had come up with the idea of dinosaur porn. It's like the people who I don't know. They go back and they're like, God, what if I had come up with the telephone? Or just no. Nah, I wish I'd come up with dinosaur porn. Now nah, you can keep your telephone. That's a, anybody could have come up with that. <laughs> we'll take the dinosaur dinosaur porn. pornography. <laughs> that took a genius. Oh, but here's a great moment for you and Shrek, Jason, because. Uh, Shrek is not quite as rapey as the prince in uh, <laughs> Snow White because thank you, thank you so much. he doesn't kiss her awake. He doesn't molest her in any way, shape, or form. He just grabs her shoulders and shakes her awake. Well, he's Scottish. He knows he'll... No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, that was about to get... Uh, how many countries are we going to do? Oh, goodness. We lost Australia, Japan, Scotland. We are the opposite of the UN. We're looking to disband from everyone, evidently. Yeah, piss on them. But uh, <laughs> but even Fiona's trying to run as with my the... dear old father would say. Oh my god! But yeah, even Fiona's trying to run with the regularly scheduled uh, fantasy of you're supposed to kiss me and 
uh, you know, take me down to your noble steed and recite a poem or a limerick. And Shrek's like, yeah, Did I'm not you... really here to do that. By the way, just looking at that shot of that skeleton mm-hmm. and watching, it's so easy to forget that's not a camera sitting on a dolly. Right. Going down a track with a camera operator turning, you know, panning the camera. No, like that's the animation is, that, it literally makes you feel like you're there. Yeah, just that sequence took so much work. Which I can't even, and it's worth it at the end of the day. Some people don't pay much attention to it, but, you know, they're at least the super freak fans out there like us who are, who are just like, God, I can't even imagine the hours of animation and work that went into that. How and much like, the people who made this, at the end of the day, hated Shrek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wanted to vomit. Well, I'm sure it's just like being a, a singer uh, when you have to go on tour and you sing the same songs over and mm-hmm. over and over again. You know, just, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, Donkey with this dragon. Oh, yeah. She's she's definitely Barry Whiting him. She's trying to set the mood. She's breathing fire onto the chandelier to get some candles going. <laughs> she's got him trapped in her tail, so she's... I just wonder what her game plan is. Yeah. You know, how how is she visualizing this is all going to go? Well, I think that was Donkey's basic problem because at, at one point when she's he's sitting in her lap, he's like, I don't know that I'm ready for a for a relationship of this magnitude. And she's just ignoring him because she's happy yeah. to be with him. Then Shrek comes along and rescues Donkey. And naturally, his bare bottom is angled up when he lands after a very heroic jump. And the dragon kisses him right on the ass. <laughs> well, I feel bad for the dragon. I mean, you know, the dragon didn't do anything, you know, untoward. She fell in love. Yeah, she was just being nice. <laughs> okay, so now we've got Cameron Diaz in the movie. Yes, she Shrek is simultaneously saving her and Donkey. He's running away from the dragon, who's now very angry because donkey has been taken away from her while they were in the middle of a very romantic evening in my personal opinion dragon horny michael oh god (laughs) oh goodness no see and this makes me wonder too um whatever happened to cameron diaz Oh, we discussed this. She retired from acting. Oh, yeah. She got married and she retired. And you said that was probably the smartest thing that happened to any one of the stars of this movie, minus John Lithgow. Yeah, because John Lithgow, I mean, he, I mean, what was it, just two years ago, he played Winston Churchill. So he's, you know. He's doing just fine. he's He's, fine. He's an institution, so he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Mike Myers, though, it is really a shame that you never, you never hear of him anymore. You never see him anymore. And... You know, I understand he had a, you know, a movie that flopped, but you well, know, who ha- who hasn't? With him, it was more than that. Uh, a lot of articles that I've read point to the fact that he's incredibly difficult to work with. Apparently, he's a really? diva with yeah, kind of some attitude issues. I hear he's incredibly hard to work with. You wouldn't expect Mike Myers to be a diva. Well, you know, like, come on, dude, you're 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 Mike Myers. Yeah, you're be a, funny. You're a comedian. At the end of the day, you're here to make the people laugh. But it it couldn't. You know, it could be true, it could not be, but honestly, I've heard it so many times at this point from so many sources that it seems like that might be the the true source of his downfall, because as we all know, Eddie Murphy has had flops in his career, uh, Yeah, but, you know, that's that's not what ultimately brought him down. No, no, not, not even a little bit. And he's still kind of around. I don't think he's doing major projects, but he hasn't fallen off the face of the earth, I don't think. See, and it's interesting, looking at the animation here... Um, 
you you realize why um, movies like Toy Story and other things, you know, early uh, feature length animations. One of the things that made them work was that there weren't a lot of humans. That's true. They, you had humanoid things going on. Like Toy Story was, you know, it was a little sheriff and a little, you know, spaceman running around, but they were still technically toys. Right. So it was okay for their faces to look plasticky or to not look right. It's interesting watching the animation here, and you can tell when you look at Princess Fiona, you can tell this is an early uh, feature animation because she she's supposed to look like a human and so you get into that uncanny valley situation where the more they try to make it look like a real person the less it ends up feeling like a person but shrek looks completely like a person right because you you can suspend your disbelief a little bit better with humanoid and fairy tale kinds of creatures than you can with actual human characters yeah for sure but speaking of the animation we did just miss a great moment when shrek is basically trying to disorient the dragon he's got the chain around its neck and then he starts running and weaving all around the castle and you don't understand what he's doing until there's this big epic slow motion shot where he's running toward the entrance and he's like run and the dragon she breathes fire at them and they just barely escape but uh, it's all in slow motion, and the animation for it is amazing because the fire's coming straight at you, kind of like what you were talking about with the Train Depot movie, mm-hmm. where animation like this, I feel like they kind of had to inch us toward this sort of dramatic moment, too, with this kind of animation because it's just something we weren't used to, really. Right. And it's amazing to think that back then that fire was probably the result of a single program that was written specifically to make fire effects. Oh yeah. Like some of the most amazing inventions we've had in technology in the last 20 or so years have been because we're trying to make special effects for movies and we had to find a way to make it happen. Well, you can go back to movies like independence day, you know, and the, uh, the iconic scene where the white house is destroyed and it was an incredible feat just to animate the bits and pieces, the particles of the white house, uh, the debris uh, during when the aliens the, blow up yeah. the White House, yeah, and and which let's face it, which is why everybody really went to see that movie just yeah. to see that crazy, awesome special effect. Yeah, well, it yeah, it really was. You know, I mean, it wasn't for the plot, but it also had Jeff Goldblum in it. But I mean, Will Smith headbutts an alien. Oh my god! How else? Yeah. What kind of entertainment and can you it. need besides that? Yeah, yeah, date is in it, so so that was good. But no, but. It's they true. they had and I'd love to know what they used on this uh, on this movie because you know back in the Independence Day or Jurassic Park era, you know that was back when you had these massive silicon graphics computers that were the size of refrigerators with waterfalls in them to cool them off and the way the technology has moved and you know you can look in the movie industry, um, the way that the movie industry handles things like computer generated special effects. Um, today we just accept it. It's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. In fact, we do it too much. I think, you know, there, there's a lot of pushback with people wanting to see more practical effects and not computer effects. But, um, the, the first movie that used computer, um, computer generated special effects was Tron. Right. Great old movie. Great Disney movie. For sure. It was actually denied a nomination for uh, best special effects, huh? 
because the uh, the academy basically said they cheated by using computers. I can kind of see that because if you're the only one, if you've got the only game in town as far as special effects go, it does. Everybody else probably would feel a little cheated if you got voted above them. But I mean, that's the price of innovation, I suppose, is yeah. being judged for it. But it was just amazing to think that you know you have this movie where eighty percent of the movie is is not you know anything practical and you've got people doing all this pioneering work and they wouldn't even let them try for an academy award and here we are when, when did shrek come out uh 2001 okay. because you were marveling over the fact that toy story was released in uh 95 95 yeah so there was there was a definitely a gap there so yeah. they had room to improve before shrek ever came out even though apparently the idea of it started with chris farley is what you were saying yeah well, these things, I mean, you know, the, the normal production uh, cycle for a movie is long, uh, uh, you know, just for any movie, mm-hmm. uh, feature movie. Well, you have to think, 2001, in order for this movie to be released in 2001, given the technology they had at the time, because we're still talking about the big refrigerator-sized... Oh, yeah. You know... They still they had to start years in advance to get the yeah. animation and get then get the actors incorporated into it and... It's just a whole circus of things that have to happen in order for, you know, a little hour and some change movie to come out. Yeah. But even that, like, this is a great shot that we've skipped to where they, they're camping out for the night because Shrek and Fiona start bonding in the forest because, um, you know, she, it turns out she's not too hoity-toity or anything like that. But, um, and then you see that great shot where Donkey and Shrek are sitting on a cliff and they can see the full moon and it's just so vivid. It looks real. Well, and yeah, looking at this long um, pan across Lord Farquhar's uh, bedroom. Which is a, has a horrifying adult uh, pointed joke because the mother from the three bears has been turned into a bearskin rug. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. Yep, she's on the floor when you pan back. Uh, it shows the mirror. Uh, he's miserable in the corner, and then it starts panning across Lord Farquaad's quarters, and you see the little bow on the mom's head, and it's just, wow. it's horrifying. Well, he's a bad guy. That's you know. true. So but, maybe that answers our question. He wasn't just evicting the fairy tale creatures, he's murdering them and skinning them for her accoutrement in his castle. You have to wonder, how did this guy get power? Who Who... How? What was the path that took Lord Farquhar? Was it? Did his dad just die? And you have is to that wa- it? There must have been some sort of other power stroke. He must have been getting rid of. He maybe that's what he was doing. He was snuffing the entire kingdom because there's a slew of people that you have to go through before a lord is going to be put in charge of anything, and there are multiple lords. So uh, there's the king and queen, and assuming you know princes and princesses. There's you know, a, a million other royal titles that you have to get through before a lord is in charge of the entire world. So I just, I don't understand that. Wow, so Fiona just murdered a bird. She did. Uh, and, it, and it was kind of like shattering glass. She's out in the woods, and it's a very, it starts out, that's what I love about this movie is some of the escalation in the humor because Fiona goes out and it's a beautiful morning in the forest and she's just singing like, ah. And the birds come down from the trees and they start singing along with her and she starts raising her pitch higher and higher and higher singing the song and the bird is trying to keep up with her and it's whistling so hard that it literally explodes and then she very savagely takes the eggs out yeah. of its nest and turns them into breakfast for her and Shrek and Donkey so 
Which, again, she might be nice, but she's still an aristocrat and, you know. The savagery that goes into maintaining uh, it, that kind of a status. You know, it's, it's, she's hungry, they're the eggs, that's all there is to it. And then uh, you have those savage moments and then you get to where Shrek really starts to bond with Fiona because they're walking through the woods and Shrek belches very loudly and Donkey kind of scolds him for that. And then all of a sudden Fiona belches right back at Shrek and Donkey's like, well, she's as nasty as you are. And so they just, (laughs) they find a level of, I guess her, you know, status starts to sink a little bit as she starts to meet Shrek on his level before she gets abducted by Robin Hood and his Merry Men which is happening right now. Yeah, which is interesting, too, because Robin Hood is not really a fairy tale creature. Yeah, they know. took, I think they took a mixture of just fairy tales, and, and he wasn't abducted, so he's not really considered a fairy tale creature, but the song that he sings is one of the other reasons why I chose this film for us to review for adult humor, because uh, it starts out with him calling for his merry men, and it starts out kind of normally, where he says, I steal from the rich and give to the needy. He takes a wee percentage, but I'm not greedy. I rescue pretty damsels. Man, I'm good. What a guy, Monsieur Hood. And then he says, break it down, and they start Irish jigging in the middle of the woods, which... Which was a thing back then. It was. Lord of the Dance, River Dance, those are things. But there's a lot of things happening right here because Robin Hood is typically portrayed as English, and he's actually French. The real tales apparently came from France, and they made him French in the Shrek movie. So that in and of itself is kind of an adult reference to literature because it's always uh, a British or, man or, or a, Kevin Costner being Robin Hood. Yeah, or 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 it's just a reference to we need to make him an asshole. Um, I know. Oh, and now we've lost our French listeners too. We just we're going through the nations pretty eh. pretty quickly. <laughs> but uh, one of the most adult things that happens in Robin Hood's song, um, he says. Uh, I like an honest fight and a saucy little maid. What he's basically saying is he likes to get paid. <laughs> he interrupts them before they can actually mm-hmm. say laid into that lyric. And then, of course, they had to make a Charlie's Angels reference because uh, Shrek is about to supposedly rescue Fiona from Robin and his men who have abducted her. But then she goes full Charlie's Angels and just kicks the holy crap out of all of them, even to the point where she jumps up in the air freezes matrix style and then kicks two guys on either side of her head so the the matrix was a thing back then yes it was she wasn't wearing a leather coat but you know she made it work yeah well you know i mean to be fair if, if she probably didn't kill any of them yeah it looks like she mostly just incapacitated them yeah so what's the game plan here then so they got her rescued They've rescued her, and now, because the whole reason they're on the mission in the first place is because Lord Farquaad, uh, like I mentioned earlier, he was doing the kind of game show with the magic mirror because he wants to become a king, and the mirror told him, well, technically you're not a king, but you can become one if you marry a princess. So Lord Farquaad chose Fiona at random, despite the fact, and this is always something that bothered me. Because Snow White was one of the damsels in distress that Lord Farquaad could have elected to marry, and she's just sitting on Shrek's kitchen table. So he could have just gone and collected her because oh, yeah. the dwarves shove her on the table, and he's like, no, dead broad, off the table. And so they could have just gone and picked her up. But she was, um, I guess, evicted along with all the other fairy tale people. So, um, yeah, so Fiona is the one that Lord Farquaad selected, so that's why uh, instead of killing Shrek... 
who's demanding a swamp back. He sent Shrek to go do his dirty work for him and go rescue the princess from the dragon. So now they're just, they're basically just walking back to Duloc to deliver her to the Lord Farquaad. And the thing with Fiona is she's under the impression because she does have a spell on her, which Shrek is not aware of at this point. Uh, she's got a spell on her that basically turns her into an ogre every night. And so the cure for this, you know, wicked spell that was cast on her by a witch uh, is love's true kiss, you know, which is pretty typical of fairy tales. And she's yeah. under the impression that Lord Farquaad is the true love that she has to marry in order to get the spell broken. So they're all, they all have different motives. Uh, Shrek wants his swamp back. Donkey wants to be with Shrek. Uh, and Fiona wants to stop being an ogre at night. So, yep, that's pretty much everybody's motives. Well, don't we all? Yeah, well, of course. I turn into an ogre every night. You don't hear me complaining. Yeah. Now, I mean, it is interesting, too, because because uh, I don't think I ever saw the sequel. Um, I did, but I, like, if you asked me to sum it up right now, I couldn't, because I think I only saw it one time. Is she an ogre in the in the sequel? Um, she would have to be. Actually, no, no, no. I did see that. I'm thinking, because there are so many sequels. I think there are at least four uh, total of the Shrek movies, unless I'm mistaken. But the second one was actually pretty good. Uh, Fiona stays an ogre. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen Shrek some 20-odd years later. But she stays an ogre because she and Shrek wind up together, which I know none of you saw that coming. And, yes, she takes love's true form. And she thought that would mean that she would go back to her normal human form but you know looks don't matter that's true no. love trumps looks yeah and they obviously have a bond they're torturing animals <laughs> they are it's... i mean they're just flat out torturing animals <laughs> they are they're walking through the woods and uh fiona makes it's not funny fiona makes a balloon animal out of this poor snake and shrek literally turns a frog into a balloon by blowing it up and then they tie strings to them and illogically speaking this always bothered me too even as a kid i was like wait those balloons wouldn't float away no, they're full no. they're not full of oxygen they're full <laughs> yeah no and and if they would f i just hope that what they did killed the animals so that they don't have to float away and starve to death see they get, they just leave everything in wreckage they leave the the dragon heartbroken they make the yeah, they're not heroes no they're they're kind of bandits in and, 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 and let's be fair you know shrek was going off to get her so he could get his property back that's all he cared about yeah, it's all very selfish it just uh, it, it just so happens that he ended up falling in love with her but that didn't have to happen well i mean i think donkey's the only one that's actually decent yeah he's the he's the purest character by far and what's that's actually a really good point because they venture back to the compensating for something joke because they do finally see duloc on the horizon they're getting closer and closer to the kingdom or the lord donkey has no genitals i just Notice that. He might have been castrated. You don't know. But uh, maybe that's why he's so pure, Jason. He doesn't have any carnal motivation. Yeah, how, does, how does he pee? <laughs> I, I don't really want to think about it. Maybe he's got a catheter. Yeah, it would have to be. It would most have yeah, to be. It would have to be. But uh, they do roll up on Duloc, and they come back to that compensating for something joke. And that's how innocent Donkey is, because Donkey looks at Fiona, and he says, Shrek says that this means that... Lord Farquaad is compensating for something, which I think means he's got a really... And then Shrek just stomps him into the ground before he can finish his sentence. So they just keep coming back to that not truly terrible adult humor, but it's definitely not intended for children to understand that joke. Yeah, yeah, it's not a Disney joke. No. Yeah, DreamWorks got away with different stuff. And then you see them eating rats like spaghetti <laughs> from 
Lady and the Tramp because they roast a rat and then Shrek slurps its tail up like a spaghetti noodle. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, it, it, and I, I know that it's a movie, but I'm just seeing, you know, her sitting with him and thinking he has to smell horrible. Oh, undoubtedly. He bathes in mud. Yeah. And we saw earlier him pulling that all that wax out of his ears. He just... Ugh, yeah, he can't. Well, I mean, but did anybody really smell all that great back then? Very no. few people could yeah, afford right. to bathe more than once a month at the time, so. True, yeah. And in the wintertime, you know, it was a situation where if you took a bath, you could die. Yeah, you'd yeah. die of hypothermia or something. Yeah, you catch Bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're, we're about to get into Act 3. We are. We're approaching. Uh, it's a big reveal uh, before Act 3 where... Um, Fiona actually sort of inadvertently reveals to Donkey or he sneaks up on her and finds out that she does turn into an ogre at night because while they've been traveling back to Duloc, Shrek is just like telling them, oh no, I'm scarier than anything we'll find in the woods. We don't have to stop. And she's like, I have to find somewhere to camp now. And they think she's just being hoity-toity about it and being prissy, but she's actually got this big secret that she's hiding from both of them that she's in fact an ogre Hmm. at night. Once the sun goes down. So now we're seeing Donkey try to convince Shrek that, you know, hey, maybe y'all have feelings for each other. Maybe Go you in should... there and give it to her, Shrek. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what he said. <laughs> oh, we keep doing the laugh and the axle foley. <laughs> Is that what you were going for? Ah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, they're having this argument, and uh, we we sort of skipped over it a bit earlier <laughs> with some other word discussion. Is entrepreneur. Oh God, <laughs> I'm just gonna pass right back, right by that. That but man was a genius at stand-up comedy. He was. He honestly was. But uh, yeah, they so Shrek starts arguing with Donkey because he's got self-esteem issues. He doesn't believe that Fiona could possibly fall for a big, smelly, ugly ogre, and. Uh, Donkey refers back to a conversation they had earlier because uh, Shrek tells him something along the lines of, you know, Donkey, ogres are like onions. And Donkey's like, oh, you mean they smell bad? No. Oh, you mean they make you cry? No. Oh, you mean you put them out in the sun too long and they start sprouting puny white hairs? No, we have layers. You get it? Ogres are like layers. And so they're fighting over the fact that Donkey thinks that Shrek should go in and sweep Fiona off her feet. He says, you're so wrapped up in layers, Onion Boy, you can't even see that she likes you. Maybe even loves you. And he's just, Donkey is a constant advocate for Shrek's happiness. He's so pure and sweet. (laughs) It makes me sad that Shrek treats him like garbage. What the hell? You got a curse on you turning into Rosie O'Donnell every night? Oh, God. Actually. Was Rosie ever a redhead? I was was actually about to say, Fiona as an ogre is actually more attractive than and rosie oh bye rosie we're just losing listeners by the episode <laughs> yeah I, i'm okay i'm comfortable with that uh, you know if she deigned to listen to us in the first place yeah. that is but yeah so donkey does discover that fiona is in fact an ogre and we have kind of a, a hallmark christmas movie moment right here because it Hallmark movies, especially since we're coming up on the Christmas season, in case you guys haven't noticed that every Hallmark Christmas movie in all time has some sort of timed misunderstanding which separates the couple that's meant to be together. And mm-hmm. that's that's a classic plot point that happens in this movie as well because Donkey's trying to convince Fiona that, you know, she doesn't have to be with Lord Farquaad. She could maybe be with Shrek and, 
she thinks that Shrek wouldn't love her because she's such a hideous, ugly beast. And she even, it the way she phrases it, uh, Shrek is actually approaching with a little dandelion and he's it's kind of cute because he's nervous practicing his speech that he's going to give her. He's like, well, I thought the flower was pretty and I was going to give it to you because you're pretty, but I like you anyway. And so you see his measurement of beautiful is awful, also a little skewed. Mm-hmm. But she's inside the hut saying, who could love a filthy, hideous, ugly beast? And that's the part that Shrek's hearing. So he throws the flower down and he's all angry and then he storms off. Yeah, so boy, he, I sure do hope they straighten that out. Oh, I know. <laughs> However, will they communicate through this problem? See, that's what I, I you know, and I appreciate why they do that. You know, I mean, it's it's screen screenplay writing. It's It's how you do it. You know, because you've, you've got to have some conflict. Well, you've got to have the reversal. Sure. We need a dramatic reversal at the end of Act 2 to take us into Act 3. Sure. You know, and then, you know, that'll get reversed back at the end of Act 3 and everything will be happy. Of course. Um, I mean, you know, I I see why they did it. I would have I would have liked it if they had done something a little differently. Like... Uh, well, technically, it is a kids movie, so I, d- well, I don't yeah, think they were yeah. looking to go too highbrow with some of the, not even plot twists. It's just a conflict. Yeah, of. and you can go too far with it. I mean, that's like with the Toy Story franchise, where eventually they they there are conspiracy theories all over the internet about it. And just... Well, they get depressing. I mean, see, I Toy Story three was like the most sad just heartbreaking movie ever that's what i heard and it made me not want to watch it because no i I was yeah don't watch it (laughs) no seriously it's messed it's messed up it is honestly messed up and at the end especially when you have a kid it's just it kicks you right in the stomach and right in the feels yeah and it it leaves you without you absolutely do not come away from it going oh well naturally the internet has spoiled how toy story 3 has ended there's actually a Stan Lee version of Andy leaving his Marvel character of yeah, Stan Lee is Andy and he's leaving them to, uh, I believe it's Joss Whedon. He's <laughs> like, this is Thor. He's the strongest hero in the universe. This is Hulk. He's the angriest of all the heroes. And you just see them sitting on the little porch as Stan Lee drives yeah. away. And I was just, I was, I'm heartbroken just thinking about that. So I can't Excelsior. even imagine sitting through the movie. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. I mean, there's a scene in the movie where all the toys think that they're about to get burned to death. Oh, no. And Was there a third man in the fire? (laughs) Well, there's literally, you see the toys reaching out and they all hold hands with each other in this moment where we're all about to die. Let's all hold hands and, and die together. And it's like, I don't need to see this. What is your deal, Disney? Well, Disney's always been about torturing its audience if we go back to even just earlier movies like the lion king where mufasa gets brutally murdered by his brother well see that bambi's mom gets shot in a meadow yeah. it's just there's a, yeah. there's no such thing i they've they've revamped it a little bit in recent years but there used to be no such thing as a happy nuclear family that was all healthy and alive no. <laughs> in a disney movie it may have started that way, but it quickly devolved into one of the parents getting brutally killed somehow. Well, you know, Disney's doing their, uh, they've been in this multi-year uh, trend where they're they're doing live adaptations of classic films or they're doing 
live action movies that are either sequels or sort of related to older films. You know, we right. had, yeah, um, you know, uh, Christopher Robin, which was fantastic. Oh, that was a great movie. And, Chris, and Christopher Robin wasn't sad. It really was. It, Ewan McGregor was bumming me out because he had lost his his childhood wonder for a while and that was making me sad because he was it's very quick though he and you know? well he and Pooh had almost a shrek and donkey dynamic <clears throat> for a while where he was treating Pooh like he was absolute garbage and that Aww. was making me want to cry but well, yeah it, well, well but the latest one that they're doing is um dumbo and i, saw I don't the, know that i'm going to be able to handle that one have <laughs> dumbo you, have, is have devastating you, have you seen the trailer i have it's i i told my wife i said you you guys go and see. I'm not. I I, just, I don't have time. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to feel like that. I, I know at the end. I'm not an emotional cutter. Thank right, you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's about what it takes. You know, because I know at the end they're gonna all get back together and everything's gonna be wonderful, and I'll be crying and I'd, I'm I'm good. But Dumbo is one of those actually abnormally sad movies yeah. because. Just his mom being chained up. Uh, I can't I even relive it. It's well, just, so you know, terrible. You know, little the little baby watching his mom being dragged away. And, and then they put him in clown face and make him perform yeah. every night. And uh, I actually did these things. Uh, I still do them whenever I run across a Disney movie I haven't seen or haven't watched in a while. I call them Disney dramas uh, where I take the plot of a Disney movie and mutilate it and basically make mm. fun of it that way. So Dumbo was something along the lines of, when you discover that, or oh no, when the clowns in your circus spill champagne into the water trough and your baby elephant gets hammered and subsequently learns how to fly because that's exactly what happened. Dumbo got blackout drunk on champagne mm -hmm. that was spilled into his trough. Easy to do. And somehow he wound up in a tree the next morning, which is a classic hangover story, mm -hmm. which should not belong in a Disney movie. Yeah, and you know, Dumbo's up in a tree going, how the... And the crows are just having a big time making fun of him. Yeah. But, oh, we have another fight with Shrek and Donkey now. They, uh, we we missed a really good moment there because he he is upset with Fiona, thinking that she called him ugly and hideous. Mm -hmm. So he goes out of his way to get Lord Farquaad and his guards and brings them to her at the little cottage where they are. And they, there's this great moment where Lord Farquaad is looking very noble atop his white steed. And his legs actually go as far down as a very tall man's would, but then they, somebody picks him up by the waist like a little toddler, and you can see that he's had metal extensions made to make him look taller while he's on his horse. And then they just plop him down in the grass, and it's he's like four feet shorter than Fiona. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know we're at that we're at the Act Three moment, you know where everything has gone bad. This is the part. See, like in the eighties, you almost learn to. When you watched a movie, just go okay. Can we Here's get the montage? Can, can we get to the part where the best friend or the girl dies, <laughs> and then all the cool action stuff will be the oh, rest God. of the movie? Well, because think about it, Top Gun. You know, okay, Act Three, Goose dies. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. All right. Jeez. Yeah. In case you haven't seen that movie in the last 30, 30 40 years, however old it is now. I would say you see it coming if you've seen enough eighties movies. There's nothing in that movie that surprises you. Um, Except Val Kilmer's the bad guy. And he's he's back in the sequel. Val Kilmer is going. No way. Yeah, Val Kilmer as Iceman Ice in the sequel. Yeah. Oh, let's see if they feel the need for speed. Oh, I, ha here's... I, I have to go see that though because Jennifer Connelly is in it. So. Oh well, of course, every every guy's dream. But another great moment. Dur the, despite the sad mopey montage, where yes, now Shrek and Donkey aren't speaking. 
Fiona's sadly getting ready for her arranged marriage with Lord Farquaad. She notices the cake toppers of Lord, Far- uh, excuse me, Lord Farquaad and herself. And she notices that Lord Farquaad is the same height as she is. And she <laughs> presses him lower into the cake to make it look more realistic. It's funny because when you say cake topper, that, well, anyway. Um, I'm not going there with you yeah. today. Um, yeah, I just looked at, it's interesting. There's only nine minutes left. They wrap this thing up fast. They do. The The montage covers a lot of ground. So they're all mopey and sad. And uh, Donkey actually reconnects with the dragon who inexplicably escapes from the wound up chain that she was uh, stuck on when they left her at the castle. So you you have no idea how that dragon got out of that situation. Mm. But uh, yeah, Donkey's just sort of moping by a lake and you see the dragon and it's kind of a heartbreaking shot really because her little ears are drooping and she's just well, all she's, sad yeah, and she's mopey too. she's basically a big dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we did say that. Yeah. She's pretty much a, a sad brudoodle yeah. right now. And so then, yeah, they definitely, I mean, it's basically get in there, save her, wrap it up, credits. More or less, because, yeah. I mean, they, Shrek and Donkey have to have one last fight where they, where they, uh... Sorry about that, folks. All of Jason's digital Well, that's devices. the pro- yeah, that's the problem. I have one phone that I can mute, but then I have an Apple Watch and two iPads that both have to ring also and tell me so i have to go to each one and ignore so skynet came for you and you just you just surrendered like france you were like yes give me all the technology it can always keep track of me yeah Uh, they're gonna get you anyway you might as well you know get the benefits out of it i suppose i still haven't upgraded to a watch or letting them implant a chip in my body or anything yet i I only got the watch because i got it uh, i got it for free uh-huh. That is the only reason. Oh it, yeah, and Absolutely. I and I, I'm sure. I'll be honest with you. I probably wouldn't buy one if I had to spend my own money. And I've had it for like three years, and I I I wear it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's at home right now because the battery's dead. Oh okay. <clears throat> but yeah, so we have one last fight between Shrek and Donkey because you know the pals yeah, but this have is, to make up. This is the bro fight though. This is where the dude. You know, this is where you know the. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Burgess Meredith has to tell Rocky to, you know, stop feeling sorry for himself and finish the fight. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, because Shrek is, oh, you know, Donkey gives him this whole, you know, you're building up walls around yourself because you're trying to keep people out. And he's like, oh, yeah, you think so? But Donkey's just trying so hard to break down the walls and forgive Shrek. And Shrek eventually does apologize genuinely instead of mm-hmm. being garbagey to Donkey like he has been the entire movie. But... Uh, he asks Donkey, and it's kind of a sweet moment. He says, why do you want to be friends with me anyway? And he said, uh, or, you know, why are you trying to forgive me anyway? And he goes, because that's what friends do. They forgive each other. And then when Shrek apologizes immediately, Donkey's kind of like a dog himself, because he's like, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry, Donkey. And he's like, okay, let's go. And then just, they're just BFFs again. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that that's that's how buddy movies you know, that's how, that's how it works out, you know, and what's and the rule would be in the sequel, they cannot have a fight because it's like, you know, we did all that. Well, I think they just sort of I don't think there was a serious fight, not one that I can recall between Shrek and Donkey, because I... there is no way those wings could generate enough lift. In case you're wondering what he's talking about, uh, the dragon just appeared because Shrek and Donkey have decided to go break up Fiona's marriage to the Lord. And Shrek is like, we'll never get there in time. But then Donkey is obviously made up with the dragon and she shows up to give him a lift to Duloc. So how does that even work? 
the guess... aerodynamics of an animated no, dragon? No, no. <laughs> Is that what you're upset about? No, Donkey and the Dragon. I mean, I guess they just do a bunch of hand and mouth things. Oh, God. Well, it's kind of like current dogs that you see. Uh, we have a dog at home, for instance, who's half lab and half corgi. So you kind of wonder how weird stuff like that happens, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's not quite the proportions of a dragon and a donkey, but, you know, it's, you do it's have a less wonder, dramatic version. That was either a corgi that had a bad day or a corgi that had the best day of his life. <laughs> oh, God. Either way. <laughs> Told all of his friends about it. It's kind of like the mouse and the elephant joke in the jungle, in case you haven't heard that one. And the dragon is now attacking. Yeah. The dra- Well, it's great because the it's kind of savage because the dragon lands and all the guards and stuff are piecing out like nope we're not doing this and she sort of looks at donkey and looks back because she doesn't want to leave him he's like nah go have some fun i'll whistle if i need you and she just <laughs> chases them off into the distance yeah so you know she's all those gonna, guards are dead she's now. gonna kill them and eat them oh yeah yeah savage and then yeah and you got donkey doing the obligatory singing because he's on shrek because he won't let Shrek just burst into the church. He's like, you got to do this right. Chicks love that romantic crap. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of an adult nod. Like Kids get it. But it's he says, uh, you want to hold her, please her. Then you got to show a little tenderness. And he's telling him he can't break up the wedding until there's the, uh, does anyone object to the union of these two? And so <laughs> Shrek is throwing him up to a window so he can see what part of the wedding they're in. And then he's like, oh, Mother Fletcher, they already said it. So Shrek just bursts in anyway. It's just this big, awkward moment. Good turnout. Oh, great turnout. You'd yeah. think Lord Forquad was actually popular. And that all oh, that awful do he's got going on. I don't even know what kind of a haircut that is. It's like a bowl it, cut that was allowed to go on too far. It's sort of a page boy. Yeah, it's like a page boy. But it's, it's, it's more, yeah. It's, it's like, like a mullety page boy. <laughs> Yeah. Except it's all it's all around his dome. It's not just in the back. And what's really hilarious is they keep the game show aesthetic throughout this movie because even during Lord Farquaad's wedding, apparently he's so unpopular that the the minions of his kingdom have to hold up cue cards to the audience <laughs> or the members of the church. And you see that right there where something funny happens, so they give them a laugh cue card and then an Oh, cue card where they just react however they're being told. Boy, his grip on power has to be so tenuous. Oh, well, Napoleon syndrome all day long, I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like, you know, the wealthy landowners or somebody would have killed him a long time ago. Well, he is one of the wealthy landowners. He's a lord. You'd think the other... But apparently, that's what I was saying earlier. Apparently, he had to snuff yeah. out all the other lords and all the other... Yeah, are there any orders, orders of the British Empire? because... Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know how he would have claimed all that power. But oh, and the, you get a great Beauty and the Beast moment here energize. too. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even think Energize. I thought Beauty and the Beast because it's almost shot for shot exactly the same as when the Beast transforms back into a human. Fiona is actually transforming from human into Beast. So they have that all that glowy, sparkly pixie dust around her as she transforms. I would just love it so much if Shrek just changed his mind right now. <laughs> that, that's how it should have ended, with Shrek just going, oh. It's, a, oh, it's the no. same kind of sense of humor on Family Guy where Peter will say stuff like, yeah, no fat chicks. <laughs> You're just right. like, how do you even mandate that? You're obviously not living up to that. But yeah, now the guards are trying to pull them apart from each other and... 
Because Lord Farquaad, that's what he did. He changed his mind about Fiona. He goes, oh, God, she's hideous. Take her away. And he's planning on locking her in a tower forever. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the king now. I'm the king. We're married and it's binding. And he's just flipping out in front of the entire congregation. And then to save the day, Shrek whistles and the dragon busts through some very expensive looking stained glass and just eats Lord Farquaad. And that's that. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. That was a pretty neat tie up. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh. Belches out his crown, of course. And then uh, you have an awesome moment where his donkey's riding on her neck and he goes, I've got a loaded dragon and I'm not afraid to use it. I'm a <laughs> donkey on the edge. <laughs> That's that's it's, that's, it's that's, that's Eddie Murphy. Oh, that, that's Eddie Murphy. It's him all day long. I think it would have been a nice moment for a Hercules, Hercules, because she just came in and defeated everybody. But you know, wrong franchise, I guess. Then there we go, and, and then they, they kiss. kiss. And then, yep, the aw cue card, and all the congregation is cheering for them. And Fiona transforms again. But she doesn't actually change this time. She actually transforms into an ogre and then goes through another transformation where nothing happens and she remains an ogre and comes out baffled by the whole thing saying, I, I'm supposed to be beautiful. And then there's actually kind of a sweet moment where Mike Myers tells her, no, but you are beautiful. And there's, everybody's just, oh, it's so heartwarming. All that stained glass. <laughs> yeah, that is a great bit going on in the background. Man. Because the dragon breaks the circular stained glass, and then Fiona's transformations break most of them, except for one little sort of glass portrait of Lord Farquaad, and the dragon reaches over and just punches it out of the side of the, out of the, side of the window. So she goes through all this, and she transforms into... An obese ogre, yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. But at least Shrek thinks she's pretty. So that's, I guess that's well, what Shrek, really Shrek, matters. Shrek's realistic. <laughs> you know. He's not a no fat chicks yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> well, you know, she just, you know, hopped right into his league. So, yeah, that's, you know. He would have married up if he had married her earlier. But now I guess he won't feel inadequate if he's walking around town with her. And there we go. And now you have all the fairy tales at their wedding in the swamp. You see the gingerbread man. He's had his... He's had his legs iced back together, and they look like little hospital bandages. Just the background jokes in this movie, some of them are subtle and you don't catch them because it's almost like a Where's Waldo situation with all the different characters. <laughs> and you have Cinderella and uh, Snow White bitch slapping each other over the uh, the bouquet. So, oh, but guess who catches the bouquet, Jason? None other than the dragon. Yeah, they're so, going to do it. <laughs> I don't know how. I think they're going to get married. They actually have little babies in the sequel. Oh, no. They, sorry, I Wait, misspoke about do the gingerbread. Wait. They do. Hang on, though, because uh, the gingerbread man, I misspoke. He doesn't have both of his legs back. He has one back that's patched, and then he's using a candy cane as a Tiny Tim sort of crutch, and he even says, God bless us, everyone, as they're riding away in their onion carriage, because, of course, it's an onion. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in the sequel, they do have babies. Uh, Shrek... Or not, not Shrek, Donkey and the Dragon, and they are just these little anthropomorphic. I don't even know the right word for it, but they're... oh wow, yeah, the macarena was a thing back then too. Yeah, the entire wedding party because um, Donkey's playing. I thought love was only true in fairy tales, and now they're just all rocking out in the swamp. 
He's pretending his leg is a, is a guitar so he can hop around like a it's a guitar solo. So so that 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 wraps it up. Yep. We, and see Mama Bear's missing conspicuously. You see the daddy bear doing the wave with everybody else in the crowd, but the mama oh, wow. bear is a bearskin rug. Yeah, they're not bringing her back. Nope. <laughs> she was killed off for sure. Yeah. No rewrites for Mama Bear. Huh. Yep. But yeah, so you see it ending with Donkey wearing a pair of shades and singing a song, and that's pretty much it for Shrek. And, you know, I think on balance, um, it, it it does continue sort of the trend where you have the humor that's in there that's designed for the adults, but it's, it is it is really there in a very subtle way to entertain them because, you know, the people who who make these movies, they know, yeah, when it comes out on video, it doesn't matter. Mom and Dad's not going to be watching it. Right. But to get mom and dad to sit through it in the theater, you got to throw them something. Willing to have a stamp of approval to sort of give that freedom to watch it once it is right, out yeah. on tape or DVD, as the kids are saying, or Blu-ray or whatever it is now. But, um, you know, the parents saw that it was innocent. And like you said, I think the keyword here is subtle enough to yeah. where, and even if it was subtle humor, it's not, you know, say going back to Rocco's modern life where you're joking about eating beavers and all this crassness oh, it's no, that's at, it's, it's, yeah nowhere near no yeah, yeah. and so to that end i think that shrek specifically holds up from alf to seinfeld i definitely think it hovers more in the seinfeld arena if not just for the animation but the content because like we said subtlety is the key to these kinds of things where yeah even if it is unlocked you know later in life like it was for me with the compensation joke i was like oh but that's not the worst thing i've ever heard well yeah i mean i i, I think as far as does it hold up, it's definitely in the top end, the, the Seinfeld end of the, of the uh, spectrum. Right. And I think a lot of that, too, is, you know, it, it is a movie ultimately starring Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy. And, the, and it's kind of tame for a Mike Myers movie if oh, you compare it's, it's it to, extremely the, tame. to the Austin Powers and yeah. the Love Gurus. Oh, yeah. As, as bad as Love Guru was. But yeah. the humor in his movies is typically a lot more blue than that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Austin Powers is filthy. And the Love Guru was just, I mean, it was filthy in a different way. It was just all fart jokes and just. It was very Adam Sandler-esque. Yeah. It was, it was, it was filthy without any sort of you know, redeeming qualities, whereas Austin and Powers... And no driving content. Yeah, and, the, you know, the the concept behind it wasn't interesting. But, you know, but as far as holding up, though, I don't. I, I think you've got a movie with Eddie Murphy and a movie with Mike Myers where they're playing to their type. You know, it's not Eddie Murphy in The Haunted Mansion. No, um, that... It's, it's, it's Eddie Murphy doing what he does. And so that's going to... I think that's inevitably going to hold up. So, yeah, I would say top half of the scale... Somewhere in the middle of the top half for me, um, seven and a half, somewhere between Rocco and, and Seinfeld. Yeah, and this was one of those movies that it's something that you've mentioned before where I know I was 14 when I saw it, but this movie left a lasting impression on me. It, it may not be, you know, top three of all time by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember this movie just making me laugh nonstop as a kid. And yeah. that I always associate it with this really happy-go-lucky kind of lighthearted feeling. And I, oh, yeah. I, that's why I can watch it over and over as an adult. I mean, yeah. not, you know, not on loop, obviously, but if it comes on TV, I'll definitely sit down and watch it because I enjoy all the subtle humor that's in the background because I catch a little something yeah. every time I watch it. You you remember the humor the way you originally felt it. Exactly. You know? Even if you don't laugh as much because, you know, it's you know the joke. You know, it's it's there's a childhood 
quality there where I remember what it, you know, how I felt when I first saw it. Exactly. And, and, and I, it can make me go back there a little bit. And that's a wonderful thing. So I think, yeah, as far as, uh, as far as holding up, um, definitely better than Rocco. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rocco, I think we saw, we splatted that right down in the middle of the Alf to yeah. Seinfeld's bathroom. Yeah. So for sure, better than Rocco. Well, and on that note, um, we'd like to thank everyone. In fact, you know what? I, I would like to thank everyone so much that I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Hindsight is Horrifying. We'll be back uh, very soon, and uh, we're probably going to be back in the realm of television next uh, next episode. Ooh. So um, for uh, everyone here, and again, a shout out uh, to, uh, what's the name of the brewery? Variant Brewing in Variant. Roswell. I, I kept wanting to say variations, Variant Brewing. Right. It, it, it kind of plays brewing. into it because yeah. all the recipes are variations of yeah. different kinds of recipes. So. Well, and again, another shout out to them for their outstanding beer. And uh, for uh, Hindsight is Horrifying, I'm Jason Mitchell. Wonderful. And what's our website again, Jason? Hindsightishorrifying.com. Wonderful. And where can people find you or email you at the very least? Oh, uh, well, you can send me a message, uh, Jason at hindsightishorrifying.com. Um, I have a Twitter account, and um, that's all I'm going to say about it. I wasn't and, even aware of that, so don't feel like you guys aren't special because I don't have access to it either. Yeah, I, I yeah, we will, though. And that's one thing. If you go to the website, uh, we'll you'll... Uh, see how to follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, but uh, if you'd like to send an email to me, it's Jason at hindsight is horrifying.com and uh, yours. Uh, mine is Darth Jader at hindsight is horrifying.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at Darth underscore Jader underscore. So you're always welcome to tweet some feedback or email us a message. Uh, any of your thoughts on any of the previous programs we've discussed We've also, we're definitely interested in hearing your suggestions for uh, either kind of episode, whether it's just something you want us to review and look back on if it was more adult content, or if you have a particular movie in mind that has plenty of subversive adult humor in it that you'd like us to mine out and ruin your childhood with, we're more than happy to take that under consideration. So until next time, thank you listeners. This has been Hindsight is Horrifying. Horrifying.